The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You know the show, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I guess I have to say what matters to me today is something that's, you know, a little different than what matters to me on most days. And, and that's because it's, it's, it's a sad day. Uh, it's a sad day for, for a reason that uh, we've all lost. Those of us who are, who are friends and who are fans and who played the game and watched the game and loved the game of pro football, our hearts are real heavy at this moment. Uh, we've, we've lost one of the most important figures in the history of the National Football League and, and one that is so dear to every player who ever stepped on the field or whoever had a dream of one day stepping on the field. And that is Steve Sable. Um, Steve lost a, a tough, tough, tough battle with the illness that was uh, just devastating, painful to watch. And today he was uh, called home. So what I'm going to do what I always do when this when this happens, uh, a, a friend or a member of the fraternity of, of football, when we lose them, I always, in appreciation for them and respect for their families, honor them with a moment of silence. And then when I come back, I'm going to introduce you to a, a friend of mine and a great dear friend and a co-worker there uh, with Steve at NFL Films. So we're going to have a moment of silence. Okay, we're back, and again, as I said, uh, today's a sad day, but it's a glorious day because we celebrate. We don't we don't moan, we don't we don't cry too long. We try to get over it as quickly as we possibly can, and we understand that he's in a better place. And Steve, no more pain. Certainly appreciate you. Uh, the game of football, especially the way we view football, looks better now than it ever did, all because of you. And there's somebody else who was a contributor. You know, people don't do things by themselves. They always have a great team. And a great team member for Steve Sable, of course, was was Kathy Davis. As I know Kathy, Kathleen is, is properly, but I, I know Kathy as Kathy Davis. She was a great employee at NFL Films for so long, working side by side with Steve Sable and, and Ed Sable. And Kathy, of course, uh, many of you may not know there are people behind the scenes that many times you don't know what they contribute. But Kathy has received seven uh, National Sports Emmys and worked with the NFL Films production and named ten of the most prominent women in the early years of the National Football League by College and Pro Football Weekly. So, Kathy, how are you? Are you there, Ray? Yes, I can hear you. So, how? Okay. I know you're doing the best you can today, but it's got to be a sad day for you. Oh, it is a sad day. Um, you know, we uh, several of us knew this was imminent, but 
you can never be fully prepared. And, you know, when you spend 30 years of your life side by side with somebody and go through not only the professional experiences, but so many personal experiences, um, I've lost a member of my family and it's very, very difficult. Um, Steve was so talented. I mean, so incredibly talented. He was the most beautiful writer I have ever, ever known. I mean, he could put a thought on the paper, and it would just something very simple, and it would come out so beautifully. Um, and, and a fantastic cameraman and a fantastic uh, film editor in his early earlier years. Um, he and his dad, I think, I'm a little biased, I know, but he and his dad, I think, have contributed more to the NFL than anybody else I can think of. They changed the way we look at it. They changed the way the networks film and tape the games. I mean, everything they did is copied by the networks when they when they telecast, televise a game. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, very sad today. But by the same token, I am so, so thankful that I had so many years uh, with NFL Films. Yes, Kathy, I can tell you this. There's no doubt in my mind that Steve certainly, along with his dad and, and all you there at NFL Films, you, you raised a bar in terms of broadcast quality and what the expectations were for a football viewership uh, as you would sit there in the living room and, and to watch a, a football game, but particularly the ones that I think that inspired people like myself. And also I have a good friend, Toby Wright, who's in the studio with me, and I'm going to bring Toby on in a couple minutes too. It was the specials that Steve would put together and, and the way that he could tell the story. I it would get you so fired up and so motivated as a youngster that you certainly would one day hope that you could grow up and become a professional football player. Let me ask you, when did Steve get the concept, if you will, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase this in my own words or put it together Mm -hmm. in my own words, to bring Hollywood into football? Because that's what I feel like he did. He made it more of a movie than a football game. Yeah, I think that actually began with his dad. Um, His dad didn't want to produce a typical, say, college highlight package. He wanted it to be different. He wanted... He didn't want the music to be uh, fight songs from the different universities. He wanted to bring in classical music, and uh, that was really more of his dad. Uh, and then Steve, you know, took it to the next level. Uh, another thing that people probably aren't aware of, because when you look at the films and the footage, it's so beautifully shot, but it is shot in a slower motion than what you would see it on television because the movement is so fast that when you put it on film, if you kept it at real speed, it would be real jerky. <laughs> so they actually slowed the camera down, and and most people don't even know that, but that way they have a prettier image and one that's easier to follow. But I think the Hollywood thing originated with Mr. Sable. He has an affinity, as Steve did, too, Four movies. I mean, we used to talk about movies when when there were strikes, you know, in, early in my career, like in 83, I think it was. We had nothing to do, and you can only clean your desk so, so many times. <laughs> so we would actually go to the movies, and, um, and, and 
even during regular business times, uh, it was nothing to walk down the hall and hear three or four conversations about a certain movie that was playing. So not only did the people there produce movies, they love movies. <laughs> yeah, and Steve, as I said, he, he just did such a great job, he and his dad together. And I'm, I'm sure, as they say, the old cliché, uh, you know, the the branch doesn't fall far from the tree, and, and they right. had to be so much alike. And I, I could imagine that it's got to be extremely difficult for the dad as well today, for Ed uh, to know that Steve is, is, is gone on. And we know that Ed himself was struggling with uh, with a life-threatening illness. And I can just picture, I didn't get a chance to make it back home, but I do recall that Hall of Fame ceremony where Steve was able to present to his dad and it's the first time yeah. that I can remember ever feeling that that is the first time that I feel there should have been a co-induction, that two people should have been inducted at right. one time. It's, it's funny that you say that, Ray, because that was so moving to see Mr. Sable at the age of 95 being enshrined in the Hall of Fame. See, I thought years ago he should have been enshrined, but we were told that there wasn't a category for him. And then they started a contributors category, and he fit perfectly into that. Because he, he, in my opinion, he and Steve changed the way people watch the game and the way they perceive it. And because of the, the artistic way the films are shot and edited, uh, it brought women and children in, not just men. You know, I, I think uh, films help develop an entire array of, of fans, not just men. Um, but I, I, it's it's funny because about three weeks ago, I sent Steve an email, and I I was pretty sure he wouldn't be able to read it. I hope Penny read it to him. But in it, I said, you know, uh, this time last year, we were all so excited to be going to Canton. Of course, I'm excited to go to Maslin and Canton anytime, like you, Rick, because it's mm-hmm. home. That's right. Um, but uh, I said to him, you know, uh, you're next, and I hope he is. It would be wonderful if we didn't have to wait five years, you know, if he could go in next year. Yes, it would be. Again, for everybody out there listening, uh, we're speaking to Kathy Davis, and, and Kathy worked for many years at um, NFL Films, of course, with Steve Sable, and Kathy's been recognized as one of the ten most prominent women in the early years of the National Football League. And, Kathy, just just going into that environment uh, and, and intimidating as it can be many times, I don't think there's many, well, there's a few, but not everybody gets a chance to walk the hallways of NFL films. I mean, all the awards, I mean, you're recognized for God only knows how many of them that you have. You, on, on, According to what I have, you have at least seven did it become, right. did it just become, you know, just a way of life in terms of the well, expectations? You know, it's so funny. Our hall, if you, if the main entrance to our building, one whole wall is shelves that are just filled with Emmys. Um, but the uh, first time I was nominated, it was, it's kind of funny. I had just had foot surgery and was in bed. Uh, that night, and the, the awards were televised. I think ESPN carried them or something. And anyhow, I'm half drugged up, you know, <laughs> with painkillers. And I, I had it on, and I had just dozed off, and my phone rang, and it was our PR, PR gal, Ann Fisher, and she called me, and she said, you just won an Emmy. And I said, what? <laughs> it was so exciting. Um, everyone was exciting. Everyone, because everyone... 
um, represented different work in different contexts and uh, uh, different research and things like that. So all of them were special. And what's neat is I'm, I've given both of my sons, each of my sons won. I'm, I, I actually have it in my will that my nieces and nephews are to get them. <laughs> oh, wow. But we do have loads of, I keep saying we do. I've been gone for three years. NFL Films does have loads of awards. But no, I want to go I appreciate it. Kathy, I want to go back to what you just said. You said we. And and that's something I felt when I walked through the hallways of NFL films. I always felt that was a family environment. And and I remember the first time I walked through the hallways over there, Ralph Caputo, I think was one of the first guys yeah. I came over to uh-huh. uh to meet. Uh and of course, oh, I just, oh boy, this is going to drive me crazy cuz I've lost the name inside of this big old head of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but the gentleman who did the highlight film for 1986 Cleveland Browns. Oh, Louis Smith. Louis Smith. I can never forget yeah. Lou. But yeah, he's from Shaker Heights in Youngstown, and he also went to Ohio State, so he's a, a fellow Buckeye. There you go. But it was such a family environment. Was that something that, that Steve encouraged everybody and, and, and wanted everybody to be so close-knit yeah, and so easy really, to work with? You know, it was something that just came naturally. It absolutely was a family environment. We When I started with the company, I think there were 42 employees, and I was maybe the seventh or eighth woman. And now it's much larger, and it's lost a lot of that family environment. But it really is wonderful. I mean, you you can walk into anybody's office at just about any time and sit down and talk or ask questions, and it's it's. Um, it's just really special. I can't. I can't tell you how different it is. Um, and and Mr. Sable, Steve's dad, when he would come into the office after he retired, he would still come into the office, and he would come into my office, and I'd keep working, and he'd read the paper or whatever. I mean, it was just such a neat, neat environment. Yeah, Stephen, he's done a great job with every bit of his work. Kathy, if there was something out there about Steve that that people didn't know about him, there were very few things. I mean, he brought a lot to the camera. Is there there something that we don't know about Steve that perhaps maybe you guys around the office laughed about? Well, you know, everything, he's pretty public. I mean, his life has been pretty public, um, both um, as a producer and, and as the son of the founder of the company, yes. he um, he was a very charitable person. He would, uh, you know, we would get loads of phone calls from charities for footage or autographed items or this or that. And I cannot remember a single time that Steve turned anybody down for something like that, ever. Well, that's I, been over 30 years. And I, I want to add to that because uh, one of my last memories I have of, of seeing Steve was when he was here in Phoenix at, at the Super Bowl. He actually was in, yeah. in our office at Voice America. We were sharing an office with somebody else, and he was there to do a taping. And he and I had a private conversation, and he said to me, speaking of being charitable, he said to me, he said, Ray, you know, I think that every one of you guys who ever played this game should have all your highlights. He said something that I wanted to do. He said, you know, that I was extremely generous when you came over, and it was something that he no longer could do because he was not in charge of that. But in his heart, I want every NFL player out there who ever played the game to know on this day that I am telling you the truth, the words that were spoken to me by our good friend who's now gone on to heaven, Steve Sable, is that you deserve and you should have 
a highlight of every moment and minute that you spent in the National Football League. And for that, I want to thank him. He brought so much joy to my life, to so many people. Uh, there, there's a there's a segment in the 1986 highlight film of the Cleveland Browns where I actually fall on my knees and I'm saying thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'm looking up to heaven, and I now know that I'm looking up to Steve, telling him Aww. thank you for making me a part of his of his highlight film. So uh, we're going to take a break, Kathy, and uh, okay. I've got a couple other guests that I'm going to bring on, but uh, I want Toby Wright who uh, is a great player in the National Football League here from Phoenix, Arizona, who spent, of course, his time with the, with the Rams and, and also finished his last season um, with the uh, Redskins. To say a little bit about his experience with Steve Sable in NFL films. So we're going to take a break. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and it matters that Steve is going home and he's resting very peacefully. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And as I said, what matters to me today is that we've lost a friend. Steve Sable, after so many years living here on this earth, almost 70, I think two weeks would have been his 70th birthday, hmm. he's gone on to heaven, but he now is resting in peace. And we're celebrating. We're not sad. We're celebrating. Uh, and I have with me today uh, a former employee of Steve's, uh, and that is Kathy Davis. Uh, Kathy, of course, worked at NFL Films for a number of years, had a great time. It was always fun at NFL Films. And, of course, she's been recognized as one of the 10 most prominent women in the National Football League during her experience of working there at NFL Films. 
And I now also have joining me uh, in the studio, and that is Toby Wright. Toby is a former strong safety, and I mentioned strong safety because there's a difference in strong safety and free safety. <laughs> and me and Toby can tell you about that. Uh, of course, uh, Toby played for the Rams, also played for the Redskins, and in 1994 draft, he was uh, the first safety taken that draft. Toby, let me ask you about your experience in the National Football League, man, and just growing up as a kid. When you think about NFL films and, and Steve Sable, what, com- what comes to mind? Oh my goodness. Um, there are so many things that can describe him. He, he, he was an innovator. I mean, uh, he brought the closeness to the game. I mean, now they're doing reality TV show, but he was tapping that surface when he was actually having footage that was on the sidelines and closer to the games. You can actually see those clips. I mean, he, he just did everything. I mean, even for the personal side to know him while I became a player and even after I was done. He's just, he's just a great guy to know. And, Kathy, he, uh, you know, Toby mentioned something that's, that's very interesting, and that is the aspect of bringing footage to the screen that was other than the game playing action. I mean, I'm sure they were first to do that as well, you know, the the, the, the wiring of the mics of the players, you know, to, to looking at the shoes as they stepped in the mud, yeah. you know, to hear the right. cliques, to hear the pads. Right. Uh, again, all that was part of a production and, and a process of which somebody had to think about and be and think outside of the box because as far as football fans' experience, our experience had always been the game, but he extended the game to make you almost like you now got a, uh, you know, a, a relationship with the players. Was that something talked about in your meetings? Oh, yeah, yeah, quite often. That had been developed pretty much before I joined films in 1979, where they would have the camera that would uh, be real tight on the player's eyes and his mouth and his fingers and, like you said, his muddy shoes. And, and when Mr. Sable started the company, he wanted this to be like, like you said earlier, a Hollywood movie. This is every game, every play is a story. And prior to films, um, when football was covered, it was generally covered with one camera up in the press box, and it was what we call open wide, so you see the whole field. And they didn't zoom in real tightly on any of the players. So you, you really didn't see the personality of the players. You saw the game, you saw the plays, but you didn't see the individual personality. And that's what films brought out. Um, that, And that's, I think, what attracted fans to it and made it uh, such a big hit and allowed us to grow and grow. Toby, let me ask you, in terms of your experience growing up, you know, watching NFL films, was there anything special about watching NFL films that was different, you know, a product that they had bought to the screen that was different than any other thing? Like, you might watch a game, but then you see the highlights that the NFL films. Did NFL films make it more interesting than the actual game itself for you, or, or maybe maybe it didn't work that way? Well, just for the fact that they tried to make it, um, it was just intriguing. I mean, it, it, you made these athletes look like such gladiators, you know. Um, I was so, like I said, it, it was a family thing, so everybody played football. But watching the highlights of it, I mean, it, there was no way that you wouldn't be inspired by just the the, the antics of, of, of the way that Sable and the whole clan did it. I mean, it was just crazy how how if you didn't play football, if you really wasn't a great fan, you just loved the way it was presented to where it was, you know, they, they were our modern-day gladiators, and he really presented it that way. And, Kathy, presentation is everything. Did you guys ever think that 
by making adjustments to your presentation that that the people were watching in the living rooms that it actually would inspire players to want to play young boys to to play football were those part of any conversations in the meetings that, were you aware of what you were actually doing in terms of inspiring young boys to play pro football well i don't know if we realized that we were inspiring kids to play football because um you know most kids do want to play football anyhow what we did, I thought, was attract more people to the audience, not just boys or men. And um, I think that the um, game became more romantic. It became more artful um, rather than just a real, you know, jerky, uh, fast-moving plays running down the field. Uh, like I said a few minutes ago, it really we really gave players their own personalities and actually some of the sideline annex and some of the other things that go on uh, after plays I think are a direct result of, of uh, knowing that NFL Films is covering a game. I think some of the celebrations and the dancing and all that kind of stuff is because the players know that this is going to be on somebody on tape somewhere or on film I should say. Well I, I, can, uh, I can tell you this for sure. Guys are aware the camera's there, <laughs> but most of the time, the real guys, the real athletes that are concerned about being on television, all you got to do is make a play, <laughs> make a play, That's right. and, you, and you'll and you'll make the highlight films and and all those other good things. But Kath, That's I just right. I just wanted to tell you that I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule uh, to come on and share uh, a few comments with us about your relationship with Steve. And, of course, NFL Films. And it, it is one of the greatest businesses that ever existed, ever evolved. Uh, and, and every player that ever played the game truly owes Steve so much. And, and believe me, if they had a chance to say it, they would all thank him from the bottom of their hearts. So since I can't thank him at this moment, I'm going to thank you. I'm sure that Toby feels the same Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Thank and, you. Uh, thank and you I, will be in, I will be in touch, Kathy. Okay, thank you, and thank okay. you, Toby. Thank you. Um, we will miss Steve, and thank you for paying tribute to, tribute to him, Ray. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so uh -huh. much. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Okay. Of course, that was uh, Kathy Davis, uh, former employee at, at NFL Films, and, and a person. I, I don't know anybody who has one. <laughs> She's got uh, seven uh, Emmy Awards for mm -hmm. the work that they've done uh, wow. at NFL Films, and, of course, was one of the uh, ten most prominent uh, women in uh, her early years uh at the uh, at NFL Films in, in 1979, yeah. she went to work for them. And 1979, that's when ESPN started. So oh, wow. it, it's like there was a, a great movement in terms of production of, of games and and the inspiration that hey, there's something else that we can add to this. As you you mentioned, Toby, uh, reality shows and and they certainly have. Uh, we always feel that way. Yeah. Going to camp is yeah. a reality show. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the number one reality show that ever exists. It's <laughs> exactly. like this. And you better get it going, man, or you're gonna be going out of here. <laughs> exactly. But again, I uh, I want to thank Kathy for joining me. Now, of course, I want to move on and talk to my man Toby Wright. Toby, it's been a while. I'm sure you've heard me say many times on the air for those of you who listen to me that Toby was going to be having his own show, so I'm going to give it to him a little bit, but uh, I'm going to let that one go for the meantime. But uh, listen, man, uh, Toby, uh, man, there's a lot of things going on in the league, a, a lot of a good games that was played this past weekend. I'm just going to start off off the top of my head. I got a couple things we're going to talk about, you know, here uh, coming up, but uh, the Arizona Cardinals, man, we both now live here in Arizona. Oh, get a chance to see the Cardinals, get to hear about the Cardinals, read about them, see them, talk to a few of the fellas. 
was it surprising to you that they went into New England and, and won? We know any given Sunday can be done, but I mean realistically, uh, and it may not have been, but was it surprising to you that they were able to go in and get a victory? Oh, yes. I mean, like I said, you know, it's always been New England. We, we People are talking and they didn't have the same line that they had in the past years, but the game is still the game. And being able to capitalize on any given time of the play, I mean, the defense, oh, man, they got a great defense. And I like the way they fly around and they, they play the game passionately. So I was just surprised to see them at least come out with the win because at any time, you know, New England can really change the whole dilemma. So. And, I, you know, you mentioned defense, Toby. Of course, you and I play on that side of the ball, yep. you know. But still, I, I will say this. I've watched the Arizona Cardinals since 2006 when I first moved here to Phoenix, Arizona. I paid more attention to them closely. Yep. I've always thought that the defense has always been a strong point for this Arizona Cardinal team. For some reason, some way, somehow, they've been able to get a lot of athletes on that side of the ball. And they play very aggressively. So I, I believe, you know, for me, you know, it's never really been the defense that's been the Achilles heel of this team. It's always been a question mark on the offense. Have you seen it that way? Yes. I mean, absolutely. They've been always trying to find fixtures as far as maybe a third or second receiver that can complement what we call our Fitzgerald or, or have a quarterback that can rein the whole thing. So right now they're still in, in access. I, I like that tandem they're doing with Skelton and Cobb. I like it. Now you, okay, now wait. Come on, Toby. I'm, I, I can't believe you said that. Do you really like the fact that they don't have one quarterback, that they're going with a tandem? So you kind of like the Tebow thing up in New York too, huh? No, no, I'm, I'm struggling on that too because I like his heart and I like the way he plays the game. But, you know, as far as mechanically, we know we played the game so so much he, you just mechanically you just don't have it. That's Tim Tebow. We Tim Tebow. About. But That's as far right. as these two tandems here, I mean, rather they gave Cobb all that money, they have to play him in that sort to make a stand to put Skelton in because he he performed better. So it's gonna it's gonna light a fire under either or. But why not do this? Why not bite the bullet? You, you talked about the money, Absolutely. And, and, and and there's too many. I remember when when Buddy Ryan let me go, and he told me, you know, you make enough money, man, and yeah. to pay that. You know, I'm like, wait a second, coach. <laughs> I thought my job was to play, and yours was the coach. Yeah. yeah. You up here talking about my money, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but money is an issue now. If you a ball player, man, do you want them to play the man they you know playing the money to? You want them to play him or do you want them to play the best player because I got some other money that's tied into this and we go to playoffs and stuff so do, you know how you feel as a player like that man you know what and you know the nature of the business when you're making that much money you came in you got a guy that's just in his second third year skeleton and don't get me wrong he's not making as much money as Cobb Right. In a lot of ways, you know, you can almost predict what they're talking about upstairs because they're a business on top of that. You just hate the fact that we played a game to know that the best players should hit the field that's no right. matter what. That's, that's and what right now, for them to even make that decision to even have Skelton come in over here at the Cardinals, it was surprising for me. I, but I like that because, you know, I that's it. putting my ego aside. I it made is. a mistake. It they want to tell the ball players, that, hey, man, you make a mistake, you got to go to the next yeah. play. So go ahead, eat it. Yeah. What you can, you know, keep Kevin as a backup if you have to. Yeah. But I thought, you know, man, that was a great move. It was. For them to say, hey, guess what? He's not the best player for this team. And what's best for us is to put the best football players on the football field. So I give him kudos for doing that because oh. there's a lot of other teams in the league that I think perhaps maybe that wouldn't have happened. And being a Cardinals and kind of knowing, you know, they came from St. Louis, so I've known kind of the yeah, track history. <laughs> knowing that this young Bidwell, 
like I said, times do change. Yes. He is trying to build the team and trying to win a Super Bowl. So what and you're saying is he wants to build this team on his legacy and not on maybe his father's legacy. Right. And, 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 and getting rid of that old regime says, you know, dollars and cents don't have to equate towards talent. Hey, okay, you so, heard So you know it. what I mean? At no time, <laughs> back in the day, I would have said that cents. if he paid Cobb all that money, we right. would have to sit and eat him every week playing the way he's doing. Wow. But at that time, you had Skelton come in. He had a chance to challenge because he played better. No matter what your price tag is, when you cross those white lines, and you know it, Ray, you pass those white lines with your with your cleats, it's all about gluts, guts and glory. It's not about your paycheck and how much you're getting paid. You're right about that, Tope. Hey, I hear some music in the background. We're going to have to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my man Toby Wright. Strong safety. <laughs> strong safety. Not free. Strong safety. We'll be right back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports are you confused by all the whey protein products on the market now just imagine a natural whey protein powder uniquely produced from all natural grass pasture cow's milk that truly delivers the healthy benefits of what the science of whey protein claims such as promoting lean muscle burning body fat a strengthened immune system satisfying your appetite more beautiful skin and hair increased glutathione levels plus the overall benefit of anti-aging and youthful vitality well, that's Whey Natural USA, America's premier wellness and peak performance living whey protein. Whether you're a hardworking mom or dad, recovering from surgery, a busy executive, a diabetic, a serious bodybuilder, or someone who simply desires to look and feel your best, all can benefit from Whey Natural USA. And guess what? It tastes great, too. Call toll-free 1-855-252-5800 or go right now to WayNaturalUSA.com. That's W-H-E-Y NaturalUSA.com and order your free sample today. That's WayNaturalUSA.com or call 1-855-252-5800 today. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me today, I lost one of our friends. Steve Sable from NFL Films. I want to thank Kathy Davis for, of course, uh, joining us and just sharing some some insight in her relationship uh, with Steve uh, as an employee of his at NFL Films. Uh, one one place that every player who ever played in the National Football League is in debt to because they gave us more than our 15 minutes of fame, made us all look good, and we certainly appreciate it. Steve, rest in peace. Uh, Toby, you got your own Steve Sable story, man. Come on, share it with us, you know, before we go on to uh, Peyton's place. So why don't you share a little bit 
about that oh, Steve yeah. Sable thing, man. I mean, you know, after the game is over, all the cheering stops. You know, I'm I'm going through life after the game, trying to pick up puzzles and pieces to mm-hmm. to just my life. Transition, um, yeah. transition, mm-hmm. exactly. But you know what? Um, I ran into like a father figure out here in Arizona as I'm trying to find my way. You know, I'm missing the game. We all missed the game, and um, I, I was trying to get my highlights, just my old highlights, so I can reminisce from the Rams and the Redskins. Um, I'm having a tough time doing that, and mm-hmm. that's just another story. I talked to a good friend. His name is J.D. Hill. Oh, yes. J.D. tells me, he gives me NFL Films number. He says, you need to call Steve. I'm like, Steve Sable? You know, he's been through so many players, whatever it was. So I end up calling down there, and, uh, and I was asking what the cost was, and can I get my highlights? And his assistant said, I'll have them get back to you. Steve Sable calls me up. He says, Toby, I have been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. I got so many clips. He goes, you were really a an athlete that have been shot down way too soon because you played the game. And he says he's got some intricate moments on the sideline when I'm just in a passion of the game. And, you know, you see me screaming, but in the in the passion of the game. And he was saying, Toby, you would really, really appreciate this, the quality of how you played the game. And, and, and you know, at that time, I needed that therapy. I needed that. I mean, I was just like, man, life after football, what do I do? I'm trying this. I'm trying that. But I can't I can't replace that thrill. And after becoming a recluse and coming out of my shell, I call uh, this man from NFL Films that sees football from a whole different perspective. Yeah. All of a sudden, he says a couple words and he explains to me what he's seen through his lens. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it, it was just emotional. It was, it was great. And and uh, and it, it, he told me, I'll have your, I'll have some clips that you can appreciate, and it's free of charge. And, and that's I the said, kind, of, that, that's the kind of man Steve is. Oh. I mean, he he was just that kind. Of, he he loved. He was really a ball player. I mean, he really was a ball player. And yes. that was his life after ball is he got that camera. And he was such a great storyteller. None like him in the in the world. Yes. You know, the man's got hey, his body of work proves it. He's Absolutely. got awards to prove it. So I certainly could appreciate that, Toby. And, and, and I certainly could appreciate the fact that that transition, that difficulty, that transition. And some people don't understand. The therapy comes in the video. Yes. Give me the video. Yes. Let me sit and watch it myself. Yeah. Let me appreciate it because we're taught to be so humble. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to gloat about it. Yeah. We just want to get a chance to embrace it and enjoy what everybody else enjoys. You know, Absolutely. make me feel good about myself, pat myself yeah. on the back, then I can go. Yeah, closure. I, I, I can go. Closure. You yes. Know, you know, and there's somebody who I've talked to, Guy Troop. You talk about closure. Guy Troop talks about, you know, having a, a, a ceremony, yeah. ha- having a burial ceremony for our careers. You oh, know, go yeah. through that. Go through that for a moment. You know, enjoy that, bury that, and let's move on. But we're going to move on right now. And I, I'm glad you shared that because oh, so many so many mind. of us have those kind of stories. And I, I mentioned mine. You know, when I'm on my knees, they captured me on my knees. And I'm looking up saying, you know, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I know Steve is up there now. And as I thank Jesus, I can thank him right on the side there, you know. Absolutely. So, uh Okay, let's move on, man. I told you we was going to move to Peyton, and Peyton had a game last night. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what, man. You know, I, I know Michael Vick is taking a lot of heat for the amount of turnovers they have, and I don't want to get on Mike too too much. I, I want to stay with the Peyton thing. And, you know, three interceptions in, in one quarter, that's a lot, Toby. That's Absolutely. hard to make up from, regardless of what reason it happens. 
But this man was still in the game at the end. Oh, yeah. So so I, I'm really seeing last night, I'm, I'm seeing a Peyton Manning <clears throat> that I believe in because, you know, he hasn't played for a whole year last year. Mm-hmm. And then he's played one game this year and he won. But then I wanted to see how he dealt with adversity. Yes. And this is a man, Peyton ain't changed. Yes. Peyton has not changed. Peyton actually was right there. The game for the taking was right there for him. They just did not get it. Are you impressed with Peyton that you've seen this year? Even though he's made some of his mistakes, from what you've seen thus far, are you impressed with Peyton? From day one. Like I said, knowing the game, knowing him when he first came in. Remember, when he had that health, when he held out for his contract reasons, his rookie year, he showed up in the camp with at for the Colts when we were in camp with him as the Rams, and just to see him as a, a rookie act like he's a ten year vet was just something else. But even in that instance, you know, as far as Peyton, I'm I'm not even surprised because the only thing I was surprised is is how well of a game plan that Atlanta Falcons put together even to get to that point. You're right, you're right. And I, I will give them credit. And I, I think what happened is that you know, they, they, I think that was an experimentation. Absolutely. That was just an experimentation. Hey guys, let's do as much as we possibly can to confuse and it's not so much I believe as confusing Peyton because if Peyton would have been with his old team, the Indianapolis Colts, everybody would have been in sync. Mm-hmm. But because he's with a new system, mm-hmm. what this is the same system with mm-hmm. him, but new people, those surrounding parts, I'm sure they felt that the, the line and the receivers might not have been on the same page with Peyton. And I think that was the reason for, you know, for so much movement. I don't think that movement affected Peyton as much as it affected, you know, perhaps maybe some of the people on the offensive line. But, you know, but still going in Atlanta, uh, I mean, they were, da- they were up and, and, and Peyton appeared to come back and was right there to win. Were you impressed with what you saw? With the Falcons, do you feel I, like the Falcons are going to oh. be there in the hunt at the end of the season? Well, you know what? Remember, even last year in the last three years since this coach has been in the regime over there, they've been playing steady football. They've been dropping two and three games here and there, but steady football. And they do surround their team around their defense completely. You know, that's where they put all their funding in. They got another receiver that's been, that complements Roddy White, the um, Julio, Julio, Julio Jones, Jones, and he's a stud. But for the most part, I love their game plan. They went out there and they did smoke and mirrors. They showed different fronts. And when they start dropping that linebacker out in like a Tampa 2, oh, yeah. they start dropping, they were dropping different ones. So they were making it to where Peyton had to figure them out. But one thing about Peyton Manning, he started figuring them out because, you know, he's going to go to the sideline. He's going to be that mad scientist. He's That's looking right. at the forensics, at all the photos, seeing what they're doing, and he's putting it all together. I know that even today, he probably did not go home. He stayed there at the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And look, he is going to correct what it was so he can get back to, to, to who he is. I, I have no question. To be honest, I'm just excited to see what he does next now. There you go. Hey, I got my man Kev on. Kev, you, you get a chance to see Peyton, you know, in, you know, in full living color last night. What you think about him? Well, you know, I'm very impressed with Peyton because, like, he even say he's not even at his best, right. and he has been off a year. And one thing I notice about the Manning brothers, period, is they might go out and throw an interception here or there. They adapt and come right back. Mm-hmm. And person better beware because uh, <laughs> once they get back on scene, they'll beat you at any time. Yeah, and I'm I'm a, I'm just gonna put it out there like this too. I mean. 
it, it wasn't all paint. So he threw three interceptions. So, you know, he's credited for the three interceptions. There's a couple of tip balls. You know, maybe he's trying to put in some tight slots. But I'm going to tell you what, down on the goal line, you know, I remember one time when uh, when uh, when uh, Julio, no, when, when Roddy caught a touchdown, the corner standing right there in front of him looking in the backfield. He run right past him. I'm like, come on, man, what you looking at? Yeah. You know, I know you ain't trying to run up there and hit nobody exactly, anyway. Exactly. You know, so, you know, you see some guys on the defense making some mistakes. And, and receivers last night were wide open. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people right. the difference in college football and pro football, just watch the passing game, yeah. and you can tell the difference if you didn't know it was a pro game or a college game. And with the uniforms now that, you know, you may not know, but I'll tell you what, wide receivers are not supposed to be running wide open in a secondary. I don't care if you're playing zone or you're playing man. Those receivers are not supposed to be that wide open. And I saw it, Toby. Did you see it oh, last man, night? They I, were I, wide open. And you know what? When yeah. it comes down to strategic moves, cover two, it's all universal. They have might they might have wrinkles, right, Ray? And, That's right. And, and, and two man cover two, or something. Two man. Right. But one thing two about it is, in a hole. Look, yeah. when you got unattended receivers floating through zones and no one's that's a breakdown in coverage sorry hey uh kev i didn't get a chance to ask you were you thoroughly impressed with atlanta i'm gonna tell you what i was not impressed with atlanta the running game had disappeared oh yeah big fellas seemed oh, to yeah. got a little bit to slow down a little bit you know i didn't i didn't think they had a running game at all and i, I there's two going to be too many games even in the National Football League where yeah. passing is the game now, there Absolutely. still comes a time when you got to be able to run the ball. And they did it at the end. They they got what they needed. But I wasn't impressed with Atlanta's running game last night. What about you, Kev? I was impressed more with their receivers and their DBs on defense. Yeah. Uh, that running game, uh, it was awful. Oh, yeah. They're, I, and and they're normally, they normally got a good running game. Normally got a good running game, Kev. Normally yeah. they, they they show up and the running game is right there to support uh, yeah, everything that Matt true. is doing. Normally, normally Michael Turner, he, he when he carry that ball, he gonna carry about five extra yards. Oh yeah. Once you get that impact, and it was it was lousy. It was a lousy running game. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was one that I think perhaps maybe when they go in and look at the film, they're gonna realize that hey guys, it, this is a passing league. But we need a little bit more ground and pound to make sure that we're going to be successful. And you said it right. There is no passing without ground and pound. I'm sorry. And guess what? When Turner was the way he was, he didn't look the same last night. No, right? he I'm, didn't. You know what I mean? No, he for, did For a big guy rumbling down the field, you need that pounding in between the tackles just so you can sell that play action. I'm sorry. And, and, I, I, and I think people fail to realize that football really is like dog years. I mean, you can age in a year. You can. And, and it looks to me last night that Kevin Turner had, had aged a little bit as he was coming around off tackles, you know, try to even try to bounce it outside. He just didn't have that little burst that he used to have. Yes. So I, I'll tell you what, man, I, I think it's going to be something that we, we should look forward to. Keep an eye on them. Let's keep an eye on Atlanta because, as everybody always said, you know, even the big boys show, they talk about Atlanta's very good during the regular season, but how are they going to be during playoff times? Yes. Are they going to show up when it's time to show out? And that's playoff time. This, these do count. These games count. But playoff time is really when it matters. Listen, I hear some music in my ears, so that means I'm going to take a break. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Again, got my man Toby Wright in the studio with me. And Kev, as always, appreciate you. We'll be right back. Hold on. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a 9-horse field, but really there are 7 donkeys and 2 zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. We're back here with the Rail of Sports from the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. This is the last segment, so we're going to have to go through real fast. Got my man Toby Wright in the studios with me. Strong safety back in the day, bringing the heat. That's the way they did that, and uh, I appreciate that, man, holding the fraternity down like they should. Man, Absolutely. don't mess around. Ain't no, but, uh, but I'm going to tell you, man, I, I like them free safeties, too, because they be running them. Like a long way to lay that yes, number. My yes. boy Wes Hopkins used to run a long way, you know, make sure you don't get more than a yard. Right, 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 <laughs> so, right. So they could appreciate that. But uh, I got my man Kev. Kev, in, in terms of some games this past week, what was the game that really stood out to you? Who impressed you as you watched these games this past weekend? Well, I enjoyed watching Frank Gore and that 49er offense. Ooh, now that's somebody that that's somebody that looked good. Yeah. That's somebody unlike Michael Turner that still looked quick. Yeah. You know, dog years. I haven't caught up with him yet. Yeah. But but yeah. they they did look good. What was the most? Would you was the running game the most impressive to you, or did you like the way uh, you know your quarterback looked good too? Well, see, I like the way Gore ran that ball, and I just like the way that the the whole team just played as a unit. Yeah. You know, but now don't get me wrong. I also like the way Eli did his performance in the fourth quarter in his game as well. Well, you know, I'm I, I'm going to go ahead and you know kind of brag a little bit because I have always said that Eli is elite. So I don't know what, what, what the conversation about Eli. You know, is he an elite quarterback? Whoever asked that old stupid question to the man years ago, you know, should not be in the business. Of course he's elite. He got two Super Bowl championships. You know, the man probably, with the exception of some of the things that they do up there in Philadelphia, you know, probably, you know, fourth quarter comebacks, man, he's right up there, you know. And so, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm never surprised with Eli. And I, it's kind of like the big... Toby would know. It's kind of like the Big Brother syndrome, man. You know, oh, Big yeah. Brother been kicking his butts for yeah. so long, man. He finally get his stage, and he he's not trying to rub it in his Big Brother's face, but he's competing. His Big Brother, you know, it's like it is a competition. Oh, he yeah. does want to be the best, and if my Big Brother is the best, I'm younger than him, so I'm supposed to be better than he is. Toby, go ahead and talk about it. I know you yeah. know a little bit about Big Brother, little brother. Oh, I'm gonna tell you, it's not by accident. 
It's not by accident that the little brother gets it all. Because and you, he's and you actually, want it because the big brother is actually trying to help absolutely. his little brother to be better. So, it's, you know, it may be competition to us out here as fans, but big brother helped little brother become the athlete that he was. So Peyton, you know, not jealous, but really is happy oh, to see yeah. his young brother doing better. And, and, and I love it because I've heard different segments about how they talk and how they're how they just they're just competitive in their own way, but they're just happy for each other's uh, success. And for, for yeah. Eli, of course, he's going to be in the shadow of this guy. This, I mean, Peyton is Peyton, but that gives him a lot to work for. And like I said, for him to pull out more games in the last two minutes of the uh, of the game and those two-minute situations, I mean, I think his stats better than Peyton's, yeah. and if that's the case. There I mean, Hey, guys, there's a couple things I got. I'm sorry to cut you off. There's yeah. a couple things I got to get in because, you know, it's been the talk of the week, and, and I certainly wanted to talk about it a little bit myself, you know, and that is the Chicago Bears. You know, and you look, you got a quarterback. You know, Jay Cutler, come on, they've been making a lot of excuses for Jay mm. for a long time. But we all know, you know, ball players know that sometimes your offensive linemen probably are the least aggressive of all on the football team. Right, right. Now, you know, right. you know, put your hand, you can't put your hand on a man, <laughs> you know, your teammate. You certainly don't put your hands on your team. You're, somebody all. else, that's okay. Yeah. But your own teammate, yeah. now, Toby, you know, you may have saw, you may not have saw, but the little push, you know, the little chastising, yeah. you know, and it wasn't little, it was big. It was big. And the camera was there. Yeah. You know, is it something? Do you condone, you know, if that, are you trying to motivate your teammate? Is that the way you do it? Come on, Toby, help help me understand well, from I, your perspective. I, I hate to say it, I'm, I'm not a Cutler fan. I mean, I hate to say it, I mean, That's just, okay. just for the most part, just to, we all compete at the same level. And right now, you got more demand on you because you're the head of this whole thing. You're the quarterback. I've seen you in too many instances bow down, use a different mode, antagonize like you're like some spoiled high school college kid. There you go. But for the most part, to see that happen, that's not that's a bad reflection on not just the Bears but just the NFL. And guess what? He's making enough money. This guy here is playing at such a level. I just don't think the Cutler syndrome, I don't think this is going to stop here. It's going to keep going. I don't know if he can be able to pull out big games because when it gets tough, I don't see him come through. And one of his teammates, you know, uh, again, got a football moment right now, but the DB that, that played with him, uh, you know, at Vanderbilt felt the same, expressed it, you know, came out and said some things. Uh, as a matter of fact, you can check him out online. I'm sure if you would look, you, you'll find him. But, Kev, did you see the comments by his uh, teammate? Uh, I didn't see the comments, but uh, I believe uh, to me, like like uh, Toby said, uh, this guy he he wasn't professional, man. It's a way that you motivate motivate your team without you know trying to put your hands on somebody. Hmm. And, and 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 especially if you're the quarterback, quarterback's supposed to keep his composure. I mean, you expect. Listen, Peyton Manning is verbal. Yep. There's no doubt about it. He's a verbal quarterback. Same thing when you go up there and, and and you find yourself in Tom Brady's huddle. Tom Brady is very animated, very verbal with his comments. You know what kind of leader you got. But but those men are performing at a level where you know you have the right to do that. Absolutely. But when you're still in question as if you're even the leader of this football team and and you're not producing when we need you to produce, you know part of you earning the right to be a leader is your production. And if your production can't be counted on when we need it most, we don't really view you as a leader. So you putting your hands on me ain't the right thing for you to do, Jay Cullen. So so I'm not sure I agree with Jay on that one. Now let me let me go to another country. Controversial moment in the National Football League. Toby, I'm going to go with you first. The game almost over. 33 seconds left in the game. 
you know, Eli's up there, you know, taking a knee. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's, you know, it's only seven points. The game is in New York. Miracle in the Meadowlands, everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. Was it wrong the way Tampa Bay fired off into the knees, legs, you know, of of the Giants on the second to the last snap of the game with, with not no timeouts left, right. 33 seconds, no, Eli just going to take a knee. Were they wrong, or should should the Giants have been prepared? Man, these cats are like, they finna come at us. You know, we better get ready. Strap it up. Hey, I'll tell you what. I, I've been in that same situation. They're trying to down the clock. They're trying to run the clock out. And, you know, we've been told just, you know, the game's over. I don't want it to be over. You know what I mean? They wanted to win that game just like the Giants did. And I'm going to tell you what, for the most part, that's the part of the game. Now, if you do it to maim somebody and hurt them, you're just trying to fire out and just give your last breath, if if I should say, to the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, there is a, a safety factor. But for the most part, then they should prepare themselves for that moment, too. Hey, Kev, what do you think about that? I agree with Toby said, but at the same time, I feel that it was wrong. Because in week one, they did the same thing, and that did nobody come at at the opposite team didn't come at them like that. Mm-hmm. I understand what the coach is trying to put do with his team, you know, with his team as well. But uh, they don't have that in the NFL. Yeah, you're right. And I, and I here's what I think. I think based upon the time on the clock, absolutely, is a chance that you know you could make something happen. It could be another miracle. After all, you are in the Meadowlands, so you might have to strap it up. But if you were down two touchdowns and it's only 30 seconds left in the game right. and you have no timeouts, then it's wrong to do that. But if, it, if it's, you know, you have no timeouts left, but it's 33 seconds left in the game and you're down seven, and if you make the quarterback and, 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 and the center, you know, that exchange, yes. if you can cause a fumble, I think they may have been justified. Oh, I agree. But, but the second time around, you know, after it kind of became a little squirmish, mm, but it was still so, so I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go this way. If there's no chance you could win the game, if you can't score enough points in the amount of time that's there because it's beyond a miracle, you need yeah. three scores or you need, you know, two scores, then you got it, you know, gentleman's agreement, whatever. But but the bottom line is, listen, we, we taught to strap it up. Yes. We taught to strap it up. Yeah. I hear the music. I know we got to go, fellas. I'm so sorry. Oh, no An hour's not enough time. Toby, right. Toby, got to come back. <laughs> Toby, got to come back, get his own show. Kev, appreciate you, man. <laughs> Thanks, Check with Kev. me next week. Kathy Davis, thank, thank you, you so much. And as I said before, what matters to me is that we've lost a friend. Steve Sable, God bless you. Thank you for everything you did for me and Toby and all the fellas out there. Thank you, We're looking up to you in heaven. God bless you. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com.